Bienvenidos al comentario de Tabula Rasa. Wait, sorry. I have the Spanish setting on. <clears throat> Hi, guys. Welcome to the commentary track to Tabula Rasa. Season 1, episode 6. I am Anna Rodriguez, the director who's being very silly at the moment. With me is uh, Jack Kolf, the writer. Say hello, Jack. Hello, Jack. Hello. And we've got my assistant director, who is awesome. Dave Morgan. Dave, say hello. El queso has sent me pantalones. Queso? What? Sorry, we're not doing that? Oh. The ladies love the pantalones queso. Anyway, this is a family show. Is it? Um, yes. Good point. Moving on. <laughs> so we are... Commentary. Commentary, yes. Commentating on the episode, which is going on right now. God, I feel like Pert Halfley now. Anyway... So, this first scene, uh, we are outside the uh, burnt-down warehouse, as you guys remember from that last episode, um, which was a burning warehouse. Good job, Anna. Very informative. <laughs> uh, so, we've got the entire gang here investigating. Um, recalled from hypnotism are of dubious quality. Yeah, that's thunder. Not not within the episode, folks. No, right. for once. So this There's a lot of thunder in this show. We can um, nature is bullying tonight. One thing I want to mention before we go any farther and, and before I forget because I totally will. We talked about hypnotism because that was the thing as I was starting out. And that's the thing on The Mentalist that they do a lot is hypnotism. But um, I was go I planned on using hypnotism to like help bring out Jane's memories and stuff. But um, this was a gang's work, right? Uh, but it's... Um, Gained a not, lot of new territory. The blades? Uh, it's a. Uh, them, it's a very notoriously. Um, two, they're, they're words are really hard tonight, guys. I'm sorry. Um, overused. I, I just had not, to, not overused. It's it's Joyce? notorious. Like it's. They're the big pot suppliers in town now. Who knows yes, if the memories exactly recalled right. from that or not? This There's a lot of like power of suggestion that goes on in hypnotism. It's really um, iffy. Yeah, it really is. You can't be sure that what you're remembering actually happened. It's a major problem with using that kind of testimony in sexual abuse cases. Um, and I learned about that as I was learning about psychology around the time I was writing this. Um, for class. So yeah. Off. Off. Okay. Um, it up then. So involving in the scene. Um, this is, I think, the first time in the script that actually, Jack, you put in what kind of buzzing goes on with Jane's uh, recollections, um, which caused me to go back to previous episodes and actually break down each buzzing and each time I used it. And as of right now, there's right? five different kinds of buzzing. I, just, um, I, have this I don't know if you noticed or not, Jack, but I added an extra buzzing that you didn't include in the script. Yes, I did. And it was awesome. Um, that's buzzing number five. Because that's the fifth one I added. Because I figured, you know, this is a good spot for another buzzing. And that's her quite not sure buzz. Mm -hmm. Look, maybe uh, and I've, I've labeled them all. There's her remembering, her predictive, her I think I've almost got it, and that one that we just had it? just a second ago was her quite Let's not so sure. So we're kind of getting to more Jane's specific buzzing as she's kind of di uh, diving deeper into this uh, the different cases. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of fun to kind of go back to previous episodes and be like, okay, she uses this buzzing and that buzzing, so... Get some antidepressants. So if you listen carefully, you can kind of tell what's going on. I think it'll help. Yes. All right. Um, and we will always try and 
Um, we'll by we, I mean Susan and I will try and make it work through the dialogue as well. Oh, yeah, obviously. of course. Obviously. If you feel anything, um, and as always, as continuing with the tradition of it was really hard not to Thank score this scene. You're uh, this this is going to change in the future. Um, Sorry. Which you might guess with the ending of this episode. But uh, this was probably like the last episode that I didn't score before the theme. Mm. As of right now, as of the mixing that has happened thus far. That is the longest cold open that we've ever done. In yes. Rasa. And it'll be it the is. longest one you will ever hear. I don't know. I think we've got another one coming up that might be longer. Do we really? Whoops. That's all right. Um, they get yeah. progressively shorter. And as you hit the finale, they're like. So I just snapped my fingers. I just realized you can't one see me snap my fingers. But we can oh, hear, hear you. We can oh, hear you. Oh, that's true. Sound. <laughs> Audio. That's the, that's the medium what? we work in. What? The power of sound. She didn't know where she came from. So our theme, what else can going. be said about this gorgeous theme song that has um, already been said? I think Karina's going on to study music. Um, good. So hopefully we can hear some more original Karina compositions. Mm, maybe on Tabula Rasa. Mm. I would love to have that. Mm, um, Karina. got to do more stuff first. Karina, please. <laughs> more please. Please more. Tabula I'd like some more. Please, sir. <laughs> Oh, Roy B, please, ma'am. Yeah. Oh, our new oh, kids oh. reader. Welcome yes. to the team. Yay, welcome. And, and we haven't gotten a chance to get Brian on the show yet. Um, and I'm hoping we can get a chance to do that in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, welcome to the credits uh, and opening and closing credits, Brian. We are very glad to have you. Woo. Woo. So next scene was directed by Mr. Dave. Hello. Okay, this the music you're hearing in the background is uh, another Josh Woodward called She's On My Mind. And it's kind of appropriate given some of the stuff that comes up here. He doesn't want to hear from his mother. Uh, it's James Rossi as Keith. Lynn Cullen as Liza. This is Hannah Jane Condell as Stephanie Nichols. And uh, you'll hear Pete in a minute. David Alt is the voicemail, too. I was getting there. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I'm old, but the mind doesn't work so good sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yes. Um, we've heard her at least like once before. Um, she will become a much larger player in season two. I promise. So stay tuned. Yes. So we're kind of like in a subway sort of place here. So uh, we've got the music over the speakers, people around. And then here comes Paul Brueggemann, Jet. Okay, a BLT for me and well, whatever that is for you. Oh, Paul. I love you so much. You're so slimy. <laughs> kind of morphing into Charlie Sheen a little. Yeah, he's like Charlie Sheen from Ferris right, Bueller's Day. Yes, <laughs> yes. Did you hear about the warehouse? No. Mm -hmm. What? Um, Could this be the same warehouse that was in the first scene? No. Oh mm -hmm. my. What? Coming together? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I had Someone several good the, takes uh, of that. The lions got to it. All the Which is wrong. The lions didn't get to it because the lions are gone. Haven't you been listening? Um, it's yeah. Jet. He was probably too high to notice. Yeah, Jet <laughs> just doesn't know what's going on. Um, there's a lot of misinformation going around here. Every gang is, all the gangs in the city are confused. Um... And like Jane said, somebody's being strung along. A bunch of people are being strung along. Hey, shit, What's going on? Been looking for you. 
And now the scene that would not die. Sorry. Well, it wasn't that actually that bad to mix it. It was fairly easy, but still nine pages long. Been working with your wife way too long for you to be nine pages. Um, the longest scene in Tabula Rasa history. Looking spiffy, boss. Where's your wife? Jamie's out visiting her mom in Boston. Scoring was fun. Um, we went with um, yeah, Kevin McLeod for this one. Um, hey, to kind of give it a nice little ballroom jazzy feel to it. Um, I tried to. I played a little bit with the reverb on the songs themselves. I tried to make give them a more live. They're performing right there. Nice, this nice little quintet. Um, so the first, the, there's three pieces in the song, uh, in the scene, and that's no good layabout, shades of spring, and sidewalk shade. All by Kevin McLeod. It's a very fun, happy atmosphere. Very hoity-toity. Oh yeah, totally. In contrast to what goes on later on in this episode, this is actually very light. Yes. In fact, I think this is thank you very light. I think this may be the lightest scene thus far we've had in the show. Um, I mean, feel free to disagree with me, Jack. No, no, I absolutely agree, which makes me apologize for all the other stuff I've been Um No, this scene was inspired by, um, like a lot of stuff in Tabula Rasa, was inspired by a show that was on NBC for a while called Journeyman. Um, and there's a scene where he, um, the main character, he travels through time and he... he returns from 1996 and he's still got this gun in his hand that he stole from another guy and he's bleeding and he walks straight into this gala he was supposed to be going to and he's still got the gun in his hand um and he has to like hide it and talk and so, i don't know i just wanted to do a little reference to it so that's why this scene takes place in a gala and not like in montague's office right it was this fine group of individuals who responded quickly and ably to help minimize casualties I really like Rick Wolf's voice here. It's a good, authoritative voice. I love it. Well, it's also very politician-y. Yes. <laughs> He's very good at that. Kudos, Rick. For now, I ask you please consider supporting our campaign um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a bit time-consuming, but actually it wasn't that bad of a scene because we don't have a whole lot of... Uh, Aside from the band playing, and obviously right now the applause, there wasn't a whole lot going on sound effects-wise. I mean, we have later on when the waiters start bringing in the yep. plates, but that wasn't too Who's difficult. So don't that don't beat yourself up, Jack. We... Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, I will say when we were... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and here's Cat Pride as Jesse Cesare. Okay. Terry Morris, Lakeisha's husband. That's Jason R. Wallace. I don't know if we said that earlier. We've, we've had so many people coming in and out. I don't know if we've officially named everybody like we are usually so good about doing. Sorry, guys. We love you all. We're, we're, all think, of you. I think we're all, like, not on our game, but on our game tonight. <laughs> I, I agree with you. <laughs> I was just going to say that when we're dividing up the scenes for this episode, Anna gave me the choice of these scenes or the action scenes. And I decided to pick the action scenes. And there were a couple times I was like, should I have taken just the talkie soon? I have you to thank most of all, Miss Jane. Why don't we take a seat? I see, like, I, um... Forgive me. Oh, there's a there's an SNL character that uh, that Rick Wolf reminds me so much of. Um, and it's, like, not one like you'd expect. Uh, early SNL, she was a very concerned citizen. Gilda Radner character. Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana. No. A little bit. A little bit. But no, um, Tell me. Uh, her catchphrase is like, oh, never mind. How does it work? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, 
Just she was that weekend update character. Yeah, I know Emily Latella. Yeah. Yes, Emily Latella. That's who Rick Wolf reminds me of uh, when he's playing the Montague. Occasional oh, flash of memory. Never mind. I remember my wedding. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know why. I, I guess it's just kind of like the way the, their cadence is, but I, I don't know. Can you see when you remember? Well, kind of. Faces are. Yes, and this is what's known as an info dump. Kind of <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, but it's also, it's kind of, it's good because now we've, Jane, this is the first time Jane's actually explaining what we as the audience have been hearing the entire time. Because I don't think anyone else really realizes that she has buzzing except maybe Liza from their private sessions. Yeah, that's, that's the idea. Um, and it's important that some players at this table, Ganymede, need to know um, what's going on, you know, in Jane's head. Wait, what was that? Just Cough. Salad. Ganymede? Uh, Cough. Right. What? Uh, I mean, uh, Terry <laughs> is very, very interested. <laughs> very interested. Thank you. Thanks. Looks good. Thank you. Thanks. Ah, here we are. Thank you. Oh, looks wonderful. Thank you. I wasn't sure if that was realistic or not. I mean, I haven't been to many no, you were parties where they bring you your, your plates. Never. So I hope I have, haven't either. So we'll see. <laughs> I hope that came across. My grandmother, may she rest in peace, was a Romani. Yes, this was the first one of those. Um, you can you can tell we cast this and people were starting to listen to the episodes or like the cast was starting to pick up on how everyone else acts uh, in this episode uh, because this script went out uh, around the same time episode one or two premiered. Um, and and when we cast Ganymede in my head, he was a like a big beefy white rednecky kind of guy. Um, and we got, um, we obviously ended up ca casting this very Eastern European style, um, voice, uh, and Jason R. Wallace. And so, uh, I went back and revised him, uh, you know, a little bit and, uh, Romani, uh, which is a more politically correct way of saying, uh, the people that are commonly known as gypsies. Um, and yeah, so She's helped bring us yeah, to and definitely... would have considered Oh, an go on, Dave. No, I was just saying, I always think oh, he sounds like Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would buy anything oh, he I would pitch. I would. Yeah, along with well, what Jack boring. was saying with uh, the actors listening to the episodes, because, yeah, you know, the first couple of episodes... You, you know, our actors haven't heard the episodes. They don't know how the other actors are doing the reads by now. Uh, by the time they recorded these lines, yeah, episode one or two was out. So you can kind of tell they're getting a feel for each other now, having to heard everybody else's performances. So from here on out, I think the acting's only going to get tighter. And so it was already great to begin with, but it's going to get even better. I get assigned to undercover narcotics work. Oh, I have I have the wrong draft of this script. In this script, Raphael's from still from Cincinnati. Um, yeah, moved him to Columbus because Teresa was like, "There's more Hispanic people in Columbus." And I'm like, "Okay." Thank you, Teresa, for the edit. Haven't heard it yet. Neither have I. Please continue. So wait, nice way to you know leave us hanging there from the story, Jack. Thank you. Yeah, you're never gonna hear that story, mainly because I'm sure it's hilarious, but I don't know what it is, and I don't want. To. I'm I'm not a comedian, so. Um, uh, so Dave did the scene, and oh my god, Dave, the music. And yeah, we got a got a new musician here, Dana O from DanoSongs.com. Yes. And, as much as we love Josh Woodward on the show, 
it doesn't quite work for a club. No. So I started looking and right across this, and I was like, oh, this is great club stuff. Oh. And you're going to hear more of it next episode, too. Ah, well, I remember because Anna was asking me, um, what, you know, what, what were you thinking in terms of sound when we were still in, like, pre-production and everything? Uh, in terms of musical and sc- music and scoring, and um, I sent her some Dano music. Um, this would be great for actiony stuff, uh, but more of his electric guitar stuff than his, um, you know, some of his club music. Yeah, I think we get some of the electric guitar stuff in the next episode. Oh, and Renee Christine Jones playing socks. I mean, <laughs> it's not socks. It's a totally different character. And we love you, Renee. Um, you're awesome. Yes, yeah, so we didn't catch that Callisto. She was asking me about. Um, so you want me to play her as socks? I'm like no, no, because Callisto is very, very smart. Aw, don't this socks. Socks is very sweet, and she is very nice. Yes. Socks. I like socks, but I cannot say she's the smartest woman. I've heard almost everybody's stories. Um, Plus, those a lot more cold-hearted. Oh today. yeah, well, oh yeah, yeah, she is. Yes, as you'll hear next episode in an episode. Hi. <laughs> 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 okay. uh, so we're back in the ballroom. Uh, another McLeod place. This one's Opportunity Walks. Well, I used to be part of a practice in the suburbs. Actually, I love this music. We were right. I was when I was listening to the entire mix after I'd finished it. I was just bouncing along to these scenes because I just I just love jazz and I just you know music's awesome. You can't help. You got to bounce it with your fingers. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of exposition going on here and backstory and stuff. I'm at a table with your mother, dying under. And then what? Uh oh, phone call. Uh oh. Lots of shooting. It is oh, chaos. This good. Patrons are screaming, but no one bothered to turn the music off. Well, the DJ just ducked. Yes. Didn't bother stopping the computer or anything. Um, this piece is called Megacosm, and the one before that was Chimera Deviation. So. Uh-oh. So much noise. Oh, man. Oh, this is sweet. And Keith just got caught. Uh oh, this can't be good. There's that name again. Hmm. What's a Uriah? I don't know. What is a Uriah? <laughs> is it a verb? I don't know. Not less than C. Um. So even though magic, we're <laughs> so even though we're back at the ballroom, obviously. The action is pumping. The adrenaline's starting to run. Everyone's finding out about the uh, the gang war. So here we have some uh, non-diagetic music. Uh, so these two pieces are uh, Josh Woodward pieces. It's, this first piece is The Vagabond, and the second one's Gallows Hill. And I really like how this song just builds the tension. It fits perfectly with what's going on in the scene. I can't use you in the field, all right? You're going to be a liability, not an asset out there. I'm sorry. I like this. I like that ad I like that ad lib from Pete. I like most. I, I, that, that was mean. I like all of Pete's ad libs. Um, <laughs> ones that I hear. I don't hear any of the ones that are not chosen. But um, I find they oftentimes add a lot to the story. Uh, and I'm glad for that. So thank you. Wayne, is everything Whoa. all right? Um, and even though it wasn't noted in the script... This but well, it was noted. This buzzing is exactly the same buzzing you hear in episode one, and 
to kind of call back to that, I added that muted. That's why Liza was muted, because the buzzing in her head is so loud. Um, and this is the kind of buzzing when it's like, oh, shit, this is dangerous. This is like when like it's like high-level code red predictive buzz that's going on. Danger, danger, Will Robertson. Exactly. Excuse us, please. Of course. Good luck. Thank you. So the team's off to save the day. And Ganymede, too. Well. Well, sort of. Well, Ganymede, as you'll see, is a... How can we say? Pissed off? <laughs> yes. Very distant. Slightly peeved. You didn't tell me it was happening tonight. Watch your tongue. If I wanted you involved, I would have called you. Gats? Who is that voice over the phone? Mm. And Gats? Callisto? Hmm? What's going on here? Who is Callisto? How is she connected to Ganymede? Has it had anything to do with mythology? Find out next time on Tabula Rasa, Season 1, Episode 7, Fracture. Or you could listen to Joe's trailer, which is better anyway. <laughs> Wait, you're saying the trailer's better than the episode? No, it's better hey. than me. It's better than me saying next time on Tabula Rasa. Ah, uh, there you go. <laughs> I was about to say you haven't heard the episode yet. One, two, three, four. Featuring the da, voice da, talent. Song. Yay, da, da, Brian Reed. Reed. All right, I'm gonna stop now. No, no, please keep going. No, no, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in case we forgot to mention every, anybody throughout the episode, because we were all a bit air-brained, here's everybody that was in the episode. Yes. For your convenience. Um, so this is a fun episode of Mix. Oh, uh, next month we are going to be joined by Mr. Paul Brueggemann himself. He uh, offered to help out a little bit as things got a little bit chaotic. So he'll be joining us next month. So be sure to yes. stay tuned. Directed by Anna Rodriguez. Assistant director. So yeah, let us know what you thought of the episode. We don't get enough comments from you fine, fine audience. Oh, that reminds me. Um, special thanks to Jack Ward and David Alt over at the Sonic Society uh, for featuring our first couple of episodes. Oh, yes. Um, this past couple weeks. Um, we're pleased you enjoy it, um, and welcome to all our new listeners from the Sonic Society. Uh, hope you Hi. enjoy the ride. Shades of Spring and Shade by Kevin oh, I was going to say one other thing. Don't forget to check out the Sonic Society podcast, too. I believe that's at sonicsociety.blogspot.com. I'm not entirely sure. Probably should have checked that before we did the plug. Oh, it's just sonicsociety.org. There we go. For more information, visit well, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to tune in next month and let us know what you think. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye.